So today I have an incredible interview with Melissa Ambrosini. She is the creator of the Holy Mama course, and I'm a proud affiliate of this course and want to share a special gift with you when you sign up today. So anyone who joins the course is going to get immediate access to an annual membership of the I Heart My Life membership. That means you'll jump in our membership and be fully supported for a whole year. You're going to get to be trained by incredible guests and celebrity mentors, meet the most amazing, ambitious, high vibe community, get access to some of our incredible meetups around the world, have access to our content, our resource library, recordings, video trainings, all the things. And you're getting that for free when you sign up for the course. So go to iheartmylife.com slash mama and join the Holy Mama course today and get access to our I Heart My Life membership for a whole year. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Melissa. I have to say, I'm so excited to have you here. I've admired your work for so many years. And the fact that we're connecting about this topic, your amazing Holy Mama program, when I'm 19 weeks pregnant, feels very serendipitous, like it was meant to be. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be connected with you. We've got lots of mutual friends and so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. So today we're going to talk a bit about this incredible program and motherhood, but I know that wasn't always the thing that was at the forefront of your messaging. So can you just fill us in quickly on some of the work that you've been doing over the last few years that has now led you to this place? I have been doing this work since 2011 and I've been writing books and podcasting and speaking and creating events and programs and ebooks, all sorts of things. And then my husband and I decided to have a baby. Well, it wasn't like something we actually decided. It was more like a a switch was flicked on within me. And I woke up one morning and I'd always known that we were going to have a baby or babies. And When we first met in November 2013, I knew that I wanted to marry him and I wanted to have his babies, but I knew that we weren't going to have babies straight away. We were both building our careers, Um, but we got engaged after two weeks and then we got married five and a half months later. Um, So I knew that one day we were going to have babies together. And so in November 2013, I started my conscious conception journey even though it was like seven, eight years later that we got pregnant. But I began on my conscious conception journey then because I knew that one day we would have a baby. And uh, when when that feeling within me ignited that I was ready to have a baby, it literally flicked in overnight. I woke up the next morning and I turned to my husband and I said, I'm ready. And he was like, okay, let's do this. And so uh, a few months after that, we decided to go for it. And the first time we went for it, I truly thought I would get pregnant first go. I am so healthy. I 
did not think that that was going to be my reality. I truly didn't. I know a lot of people have a lot of fears around getting pregnant. Am I too old? Have I left it too late? Those sorts of things. Um, you know, a lot of people have endometriosis, PCOS, and have a lot of fear around getting pregnant. That was never in my mind. I never had a fear. So when it didn't happen first time, I was completely shocked. I was gobsmacked. I was like, what? But I'm so healthy. I'm so young. Like, how is this possible? And so then we went again the next month and it didn't happen again. And then the next month and it didn't happen again. And the next month and it didn't happen. And by this time I was really concerned. I was shocked. I was devastated. Each month was like a knife in my heart because I had such a deep, deep yearning by this time to be a mother. And I'd never had that yearning until that switch was flicked on within me. And so I was so perplexed as to why this wasn't happening. And every month, each month, I would live my life in these two-week increments. I was waiting to either get my period or find out I was pregnant um, for two weeks. And then if, if I wasn't pregnant, um, waiting for the next two weeks to conceive, to wait till I was ovulating. And so I lived my life in two-week increments for 18 months. And it was the hardest thing I have ever been through in my life. It stretched me so much. It made me face all of my deepest, darkest demons. I did so much internal work in that time. I did a lot of physical work, but I also did a lot of internal work, a lot of inner child healing, a lot of red thread lineage healing. I went so deep in that time because I knew it wasn't actually physical for me. I did all of the tests. The doctors were like, nothing, nothing is, there's nothing there. You know, there's nothing there, Melissa. Like, it's all good. Like, you should be able to get pregnant. And so I was so perplexed as why this wasn't happening. And then I realized it's a spiritual assignment. Ah, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So then I embarked on this spiritual journey and now I've created the Holy Mama program, which is all about conscious conception, pregnancy, birth and postpartum and conscious parenting. And it's basically everything that I have learned from November 2013 when I dove headfirst and started studying these topics like I was doing a PhD and from my own personal experience. And I've brought in the world's best experts to also speak on these topics. So that's how the Holy Mama was created. Do you ever wonder when your life is going to get good, like really good, like trips to Italy good? Maybe you have the job or the business, what you thought you wanted, but it still doesn't feel like enough and you're ready for a change, but you're worried about the pivot. Or do you ever feel like your mind is holding you back from going to the next level, making more money and creating success? 
Have you achieved everything you want to achieve? Maybe more than you thought was possible, but now you're burnt out and your health is suffering and you barely ever see your loved ones. Or maybe you find yourself wondering when you're ever actually going to be happy. If so, I want to invite you to my Love Your Life Masterclass. Go ahead and go to iheartmylife.com slash go and save your seat today. This is a live class where I'm sharing my better than your dreams framework, which is all about helping you create a life that's better than your dreams. I'm going to be sharing three key shifts to creating a life that you love, and it's going to be full of my best content. So go to iheartmylife.com slash go and save your seat today. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. I so, I know so many women are going to be able to resonate with that. And I'm curious to know when you realized it was a spiritual assignment, did that give you some sense of peace or were you like, okay, but what does that mean? What are the steps that I need to take? (laughs) Well, it's twofold. So initially I was like, but well, my, my inner mean girl was like, but then if that's, if it's not something physical, there's nothing for me to fix. Hmm. Okay. So that was big for me. So I was like, okay, so if there's nothing for me to fix, then I have to sit with what's going on internally. And so there was like a bit of frustration, but then there was also like a bit of relief. Okay. I've got a bit more clarity. This is a spiritual assignment for me. And I ripped the bandaid off and I dove head first and it was the most stretching and challenging and confronting and hard and exposing and dark night of the soul thing that I have been through. Cause I was, I had to face all of my fears, all of my demons, heal some inner child stuff, heal this red thread lineage stuff that was passed down from my mother's 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 mother, you know, like I had to do a lot of internal work mm. and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did because It has made me the mother that I am today. It has made me a holy mama. And a holy mama is a mama that integrates the body, the mind, and the soul into not only everything that she does, but infuses her parenting, integrating all of those things. And so it wouldn't, this program wouldn't be here. Like I wouldn't be the mother that I am if I didn't go through all of that. And I wouldn't be a holy mama. And what was your journey from 2013 up until the point where you realized you weren't able to get pregnant during that time? What did conscious conception look like to you? Like what was the previous definition? Okay. So let me explain what conscious conception is first. So conscious conception is when a couple or on their own, someone on their own decides that they have this, well, they have that yearning to be a mother or um, whatever you identify with. And they make, they put into action, they take the steps, they make the conscious choice to conceive a baby. And we do that by prepping our body, you know? So um, there's, there's the physical aspect of it. We've got a we've got to detox the body and the mind. Um, And the body is a very important piece because that is the vessel and the vehicle that the baby resides in for that period of time. So it's really important that our vehicle is healthy and thriving. 
And so conscious conception is about priming your body before the baby comes and also priming your mind, letting go of any fears uh, that may come up about pregnancy or birth or parenting or whatever it is and releasing those fears and uh, yeah, just getting yourself into the best physical and mental shape that you can to house this beautiful little soul that wants to come through. And so it was the spiritual side of it. That was the piece that you believe was missing up until that point. Definitely. Yes. Because I was doing all of the physical things. I was, yeah, from 2013, I, my body was like, it was primed. It was ready to go, but I wasn't really looking at the, the internal piece, which is such a huge piece of it. Yeah. So interesting. I'm just thinking about my own journey as we're speaking, because up until a few months before conceiving, I was actually researching surrogates and I wasn't sure that I wanted to carry a baby. Um, and then I read the book spirit babies and started to really tune in to this soul that wanted to come through or check in to see if there was a soul that wanted to come through. And I actually had a dream, um, about my daughter and met her. And it was like that instant moment where I was like, okay, this, you know, this is happening. I desire this. And it was just such a, a strong, like yearning to be able to carry her myself. Cause I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but it was never, like exactly clear how I wanted that to happen, um, in terms of pregnancy or adoption or surrogacy. Um, and it's just so interesting because that spiritual piece for me as well was something, I mean, we got pregnant right away, but it was something that happened about six weeks before getting pregnant. And it really shifted something for me. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, what I'm curious, and you don't have to share this if you don't want to, but, um, what made you think that you wanted to go down the surrogacy route? Like, was, were you being told that you want to be able to have a child? I am so curious. No, it's interesting. Cause I had family members. I'm 36. Now I had family members telling me for years, cause my husband and I've been married for 10 years, you know, don't wait too long. You're not going to be able to get pregnant. You're getting too old. And I deliberately chose not to listen to that because I didn't believe it. Um, and I had tests about, I don't know, six months ago. And I had like tons of follicles or whatever it is that they tell you you have. I had like 57 and they said I should have 18. So I knew that that was all good. It was the fear around this big purpose that I have with my business and how in the world can I bring, how can I carry a baby, put my body under all of that, you know, experience that stress in my mind, it was stress, have the morning sickness, have all this stuff happen and still be able to live out my purpose. I couldn't understand how I could do both. Um, and so it was this resistance and fear around, I know I want to be a mother, but what's going to happen for nine months and beyond if I'm carrying this life. Mm. And then what shifted and clicked within you to make you go not down the surrogacy route and then to. It was meeting her in that dream. Um, and she basically was on a bike and she asked if she could come. Like she said, can I come? And I said, yes. And like, I woke up and I was just like bawling. Um, and my husband met her three weeks, three or four weeks later after that, during a plant medicine ceremony. 
Yeah. And it was crazy. So yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Full body goosebumps. Yeah. So yeah, it was super powerful. Just that connection with her. And she clearly wanted to come through because like we got pregnant, like I said, very quickly. Um, and we knew it was going to be a girl and it is a girl. Uh, so yeah, there was just some like, yeah, soul to soul recognition. And just, I knew that she was ours. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so beautiful. And look at what happened when you looked at the fear, you know, the fear of everyone else saying, don't wait too long, don't wait too long. And like looking at that and then reading spirit babies and having that dream, like, look, look at what happened. It's just, this is what conscious conception is about. It's about asking questions and going within and looking at this stuff, you know? Yeah. And to your point, the whole year before that, I mean, probably the last eight years, I've been doing so much work on myself, but deliberately I was working with a nutritionist. I had a therapist. I had an additional coach. I was, you know, doing lots of deep work, like what you described, and I was doing it more for myself, but I can see how that was also the preparation for that life to come through. And so, you know, obviously a program like yours that encompasses all of that for people who, whether they've done this work before or not, um, it clearly works. I just didn't know the reason behind why I was doing it at the time. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And this is what I teach in the program. You know, it's not just about the body. It's about the mind too. And, oh, I'm just, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So I'd love to know a little bit more about the next stage selfishly. So you talk about having a blissful pregnancy. Can you share a little bit about what that looks like and how you kind of, I want to say set yourself up for success, but that sounds so dumb when we're talking about having a baby, but, um, that's kind of the language that I often use, uh, on this show. So what does it look like for people to have that type of pregnancy? Well, it's, it's actually not, um, silly language because, it's all preparation, you know, preparation for the birth. And and I'll talk about that in a minute, but the more preparation that you do during your pregnancy for birth, the better. It's like you are about to run the biggest marathon of your life. You don't just rock up on the day, you know, you get the best shoes, you do the training, you do the breathing exercises, you stretch, you train for it, you do all of these things that we teach in the program, like uh, so many different things, perineal massage and breath work and meditation and visualization and all of these things. This is all prep for your marathon. So there are tools to set you up for success, so to speak. And the first thing that we've got to do is just look at the narrative that you have subscribed to around pregnancy. So what is the narrative that you have subscribed to? Oh, it's so hard. You're sick all the time. You're so tired. You feel so heavy. It's you get stretch marks, you get cellulite. Like what are you subscribing to? What has been indoctrinated into society and then passed on to you. So it's really important that we actually look at the stories that are playing out and then reprogram them and subscribe to something that's more inspiring for you. So 
I truly loved my pregnancy. I loved it. And I loved my pregnant body. Loved it. Does that mean that I didn't feel nauseous? No, I felt nauseous. Did I have reoccurring UTIs? Yes, I had reoccurring UTIs. Did my nose bleed for a lot of the first trimester? Yes, my nose bled for a lot of the first trimester. (laughs) But I actually don't even remember those things. I don't even remember them. Um, I'm saying them now because I have to remember them because I teach this in the program, but you get to decide how you want to feel in your pregnancy to a degree. Yes, there are things that are happening to you, but the way that you respond to them is your choice. You can either look at it like, oh, this is so annoying. I'm so frustrated. Or you can go, wow, I'm creating life. So of course my hormones are having a party. And of course, I'm going to feel nauseous because my hormones are having a party because I'm creating a baby. I'm building lungs. I'm building tissue. I'm building fingernails, hair, skin, eyelashes, eyeballs. Like it's all perspective. And so, you know, yeah, of course I have um, this happening, but that's because all of these things are happening inside of me. And so the best way to really prepare yourself for pregnancy and birth is understanding what is going on physically in the body, like hormonally, what is going on in the body, and then understanding what a um, natural birth entails. Like for me, that was so important. And we teach this in the program, like understanding how the body works and how all the different hormones are released at different times to produce cortisol, to get the body down into the birth canal. Like it's just magic. Like it's truly a magic show, right? And so the more that we can understand what's going on for the body, it can help us fall in love with pregnancy and our pregnant body so much more. And then the more we can understand how a cycle, uh, how a um, birth just happens, naturally how all of the organs just get made and then come like it's just magic like how that all happens that helped me so much and it helped me trust my body and trust the process so much more because I understood what was happening when I was in labor does that make sense? Totally. And I'm just thinking I'm having a home birth. Um, that's the plan at least. And my midwives were telling me that you don't actually want labor to happen really quickly, because like you said, there's all these different things that happen to help it along. And, you know, for us to think that we want to rush the process, that's not actually the natural way for things to happen. So I'm personally so excited to take your course just so I can learn all of this, because like you said, that education piece, it, it just like eases some of the stress of it. And it's also crazy when you think about like for people having morning sickness and nausea, the fact that so much is happening within your body. And like, that's the main response. That's really that not that big of a response for what's actually happening in your body. Um, it's really incredible to even to think about. And it's just, it's also so powerful to think about how the body knows what it's doing. 
And you don't even have to like, obviously we want to take care of ourselves, but we don't have to do anything. And I think for me, that's been such a reminder of life because I'm such a, I got to work so hard and I got to try so hard, sort of, sort of a person. And it's like, okay, well just like my body knows what it's doing. How would it be if I had even more trust in life in all areas in the way that I do right now? Mm, it's such a big key to this whole process. Like just trusting your body, trusting your baby during the pregnancy phase and then in birth, like, yeah. Think of how many people have done this before us. How many women have birthed babies before us? Million, billions, billions, right? And they have done it for millennia and, and we need to trust, trust nature, trust our body, trust our baby and just be really mindful of what we're subscribing to, what we're saying. And I teach this in the program, like, you know, the words that come out of our mouth is so important. And, and the thoughts that we think, you know, like I have a friend and she had well she had a home birth and then um ended up going to the hospital and we were chatting about it after and we were reflecting and she said to me I always had a fear of going to the hospital and I think I manifested that and I said to her "Hmm, that's interesting because I never said anything to her but during her pregnancy she would say to me well Um, we might move there because then we're close to the hospital just in case, you know, just in case. And she kept on saying that, like, just in case, just in case. And um, I reminded her of that. And she was like, yeah, I had this massive fear that I was going to go to the hospital and have a cesarean. And she did go to the hospital and have a cesarean. And she's like, I didn't address that fear. I didn't look at it. And it came up in birth. And that's the thing that we teach in the program is like, whatever you don't look at um, can come up in birth. So we need to look at any fears that we have before we birth um, and address them and release them and let them go. And because they're just fears, like it's not truth. It's just fear. And just your inner mean girl you know, trying to keep you in fear. And if we address them before and we look at them before, we can then go into birth as a clean slate and allow whatever is meant to unfold between you and the baby to unfold. But so much of us, but so many of us are going in with so much baggage, like decades and lineage of fear. But I invite everybody to just like leave it, drop it, let it go, and then go into the birth as a clean slate so that you can really get the experience that you are meant to have, like a, a true experience for you, whatever that looks like. And it's going to look different for every single person. But when we look at any fears that are coming up beforehand, we can then go in to the birth present and allow whatever experience is meant to unfold to unfold. And, you know, that's what I did. I looked at a lot of fears. I had a big fear of tearing. I really didn't want to tear. Um, And so I looked at that 
and addressed it and, and looked at where that came from and why that was present for me. And um, yeah, it was, it was really such a beautiful thing for me to look at before birth because yeah, I didn't, I had a few little um, superficial like tears on, on the side, but like I had this fear of like tearing the whole way, like from front to back and, or, or being, you know, snipped or having to get snipped. And I just was like, I just don't want that to happen to me. And I looked at it and then, yeah, I didn't have any big tears. So it's really important that we look at the stuff, the fears before birth. And I teach this in the program. I love that. One of the things that's come up for me forever is like this fear of breastfeeding. And I know that's so weird, but it just feels like very, it just feels weird to all of a sudden, like be using my breasts for that. And I've been looking at that. And I've also realized that there's so much pressure around breastfeeding. And so what I've been working on is just releasing any sort of attachment and just recognizing whatever is best for the baby. And for me, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, maybe that's breastfeeding, maybe it's half formula, half breastfeeding. I don't know. But I think there was also like this fear of, I'm not going to be a good mom if I don't do this because she's not going to get what she needs to get and so on and so forth. Um, but I've just been practicing not being attached and just trusting that whatever relationship we're meant to have with that, it will be. Yeah. And look at, you know, dig into it. Like, where do you think that came from? Like, I, if I was you, I would go investigate. Like, where did that come from, that, that initial fear? And, and dive deep into that because that will leave clues. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, Thank you. Sense? And I'm sure that you shared this in the uh, course, but did your, birth, did your birth experience surprise you? Did it delight you? I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience. I am not, I've never, ever shared my birth story ever, but I will be sharing it in the, in the program. Okay, Um, great. So yeah, you have to come in and join the program. But what I can say is my birth was the most expansive, beautiful, stretching physically and metaphorically experience like when I think back to my birth I am so proud of myself I am so proud so Mm. proud that I climbed that mountain and I did it and I became the birth shaman and I brought her down Um, but there is some things that that happened and I share that in the program and and we got through it and we did it And yeah, it's, you know, the female body is amazing. It's amazing. And it's so powerful. And Dr. Sarah Buckley like talks about, like give the body the chance, like create the environment. You know, you've got to feel safe and secure and you've got to feel private. Um, You know, all of these things like create the environment, which we talk about in the program, but then like, let the body do what it so naturally and effortlessly do- does. Like we don't tell our body to like 
do a number two, right? The body does it. Like we don't say, okay, now colon, we need you to squeeze like this. So all of my, um, you know, number two can come out. Like we don't have to tell the body to do that. It just doesn't. And it's the same with birth. We don't have to tell it to do it. We just need to get out of the way most of the time. Yeah. And in terms of your birth experience, I know that in the course you talk about your, the team around you, and that's definitely been something I've been considering. I'm a big introvert. And so I'm going to have two midwives plus my husband. And I'm considering, do I, do I want a doula? Do we want a night nurse later on? Do we want a nanny, all the things and being an introvert, I'm like, how many people do I actually want in my space, especially during that time. So I'd be curious to know your thoughts, not just for me, but for everyone listening around putting together that support team. Yeah. Your birthing team is, it's so important. And we do, we talk about this in the program because essentially birth is a very intimate experience. It's a very intimate experience. And a lot of my teachers, they would say to me, Melissa, if you wouldn't have sex in front of these people, then you don't want to birth in front of them. So (laughs) you kind of, because it's very intimate, like it's a very intimate experience. It's one of the most sacred and precious and intimate moments of your life. So think about, do you want 15 people in the room watching you or, you know, it's really important. And so you've got to feel like safe and you've got to feel private and you've got to feel um, uninhibited, you know, like a lot in the mammals in the wild, they would go and hide. They would go behind the bushes and they would hide and they would give birth and then they would come out, you know? So that's kind of like what we've got to think about. So it's really important when you're thinking about your birth, like think about who would you like there? Who do you feel really comfortable with? I personally didn't want a lot of people in my space. I had a midwife and my doula and my husband, obviously. And then I had a friend who was taking photos and videos. She's a videographer and photographer. So there was me and four other people in the space. And I know there's, that's, you know, lots of people have so many more people, but you it really has to come back to what you want and what you feel the most comfortable with. And I'll share in the program more about my birth story, but I felt so held by my team. Nick, my doula and my midwife, they held me so beautifully during that time. I felt so safe. I felt like they had me. There wasn't ever a moment in my birth where I didn't feel safe, where I felt scared. I never felt scared. I knew that they had me, you know, and there was such a nice mix of energy as well. You know, my midwife, my midwife was a, was a tiny bit more, Melissa, we're doing this, you know? And then my doula was like, sweetie, okay, we're going to put your leg up on the side of the pool now. You know, like she was a little bit more like a little bit more like motherly, soft, loving. And then my midwife was the same, but then she had a bit more like, we're doing this a bit more of the, which I needed, you know? So it's really important that you have people around you that you feel very comfortable with, 
that you trust, that you feel held by. And that might be a friend or your mother or whoever. But I mean, I personally think less is more. Um, Absolutely. That is my belief. Less is more, but enough to feel comfortable and to feel safe and to feel held. So whoever that is. Um, And then you asked about like night nurses and nannies, that's separate. You don't need those people at your birth. Like they, they come later. And my advice with that, which I talk about in the program is remembering that it takes a village, 1000%, it takes a village. And if you desire support in the form of a nanny or a night nurse or a cleaner or a cook or whatever it is, if that lights you up and that is something that you want, then absolutely, sister, go for it. Like the more hands on deck, the better. And I know for me, and I talk about this in the program, it was really hard for me to hand my daughter over to people. Like we held her for the first 40 days. I didn't let anyone, we did the 40 day lying in period. I didn't let anyone besides my husband hold her because I wanted her to bond with us obviously and get all of that oxytocin and that skin on skin and for her to smell us. So, you know, I held her for 40 days and then slowly, you know, I'd let, you know, my parents and Nick's parents and um, some friends. And it was really tricky for me to let go to let go and eventually, you know, a nanny and things like that. And to just allow her to be with other people. Um, And I talk about this in the program because it's so important that we let other people. And my midwife said this to me, she said, Melissa, and she's now one of my very good friends. She's in the program as well. She's, she's delivering a masterclass in the program. And she said to me, Melissa, let Other people love Bambi. Bambi is her name. Let other people love her. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because so many people love her and so many people will love your children or they already do. And so we need to let them, let them in, let them love them. Like there's no other love like a grandparent's love. Like it's so special. And to watch your parents and your in-laws with your children is the most beautiful, delicious thing ever. And it's a type of love that you can't actually describe. And so we need to let other people love on our children. Like obviously people, I'm talking about people that you feel safe with, that are, you know, comfortable, um, that you feel comfortable and safe with, not just any stranger. I'm not talking about that, but you know, for me, it was like allowing my parents and Nick's parents and friends and other people to love on her. It's so important. And it takes, it takes a village to raise children. It's not a one person job. I remember crying in that 40 days to, I would turn to Nick and I was like, how do people do this on their own? Like tears streaming down my face, my heart aching for anyone who was out there doing this on their own at that moment. I just, my heart was just aching. Like I couldn't comprehend it because support is everything. It's so important. And we need to master our inner mean girl, get over the fact that she will tell us, oh, you can't possibly ask for help 
Who do you think you are? Get over that and ask for support because everyone wants to help you, especially when you've had a baby. People want to help. So get over your mean girl, master her, and just say, hey, babe, would you mind, you know, if a friend comes over, hey, would you mind unstacking the dishwasher whilst you're here? They'll be like, sure, absolutely. Or would you mind folding those clothes whilst you're here? Like if you're breastfeeding your baby, like would you mind doing Of course they would, you know? So we need to master our mean girl and just ask for support, be brave. And that same girlfriend that I was talking about before um, who ended up going to hospital, one of her big lessons in life is receiving, She really struggles with receiving. And so after when she had a cesarean, she literally was like, I need, I I literally can't sit up, you know? And so she was like, "Mm," the universe is like, all right, you need to really practice receiving, babe. And so we would just be like, we're dropping this off to you. We're doing this for you whether you like it or not. And it was really hard for her to receive that, but she moved through it and she's grown so much. And since then, she has gotten so much better at receiving and asking because it was such a big thing for her. Yeah. And then she got that life masterclass. Yes. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I'm curious to know, obviously this, the whole birth experience, having your daughter becoming a mom has helped you create this beautiful program. I'm curious to know how else has it shifted things for you as an entrepreneur, a business owner, somebody who has an additional purpose besides being a mother, how have, has things, how have things changed behind the scenes? Since becoming a mother, and I had the same fear as you, babe, like because I built a career, I had books, podcasts, you know, a multi seven figure business. I had all of that that I loved I, I and love, still love. And that was on my mind too. But I cannot tell you like since giving birth and becoming a mother, it's amplified everything in my life for the better. I am such a better. I am such a better person. I'm such a better human being. She's brought out the absolute best in me. She's made me the best version of myself. She's brought that out in me. She's made me a better entrepreneur. She's made me a better mama. It's life-changing. And I'm so grateful. And you do get super efficient, like becoming a mama, like on the practical side of things, your work, you're just way more laser focused when you do have your work times and things like that. But it's it's just amplified the love. I could never have explained the love that I feel for her, for myself, for my husband. The love that I feel is just, oh, and and it's like everything is clicked into place. Everything is clicked into place. And so it's changed me so much in that way. She's allowed me to be just the best version of myself. And then in terms of my business, 
you have to ask for help. <laughs> yeah. Like right now she's with her nanny and this is my work time. You have to ask for help. And you have to be super disciplined. And when it's your work time, you are just so laser focused. Like there's no scrolling social media. I don't have time. I've got two hours now to do all of these things while she's with her nanny. So, you know, you're just really diligent with your time. But it's overall, it's just made everything better. Mm, So beautiful. Thank you. So is there anything else you want to share about the program in terms of the length or any of the details? So it's broken up into those four areas. So conscious conception, pregnancy, then birth and postpartum, and then conscious parenting. And like I said, I've got some beautiful guest experts from all over the world also in the program. And you can upgrade to become a VIP mama, which is awesome as well. And when you upgrade to become a VIP mama, you get five extra masterclass sessions with guest experts that no longer, some of them no longer see clients one-on-one and you get to um, submit your questions to have them answer your specific questions, which is amazing. So we've got Dr. Stephen Cabral, Dr. Cleopatra, uh, Dr. Sarah Buckley. We've got Deborah um, Bonero, um, who created the documentary Orgasmic Birth. Um, and it is just a life-changing documentary, which we talk about in the program. So we've got some incredible guest experts there. Um, and also, sorry, Dr. Oscar, who wrote the postnatal depletion cure. So you get those five masterclasses um, when you become a VIP mama. And, you know, I just want to leave everyone with this. It is your absolute birthright to have and to feel empowered in your birthing experience and in your motherhood and during pregnancy. It's your birthright to feel empowered and to have an empowered pregnancy, an empowered birth and an empowered parenting journey. It's your birthright. And it's your absolute, it's my mission to help people feel empowered, whatever that looks like for them. And it's going to look different for every single person. For some people, that is a home birth. For some people, that is a hospital birth and being able to choose, you know, their doctor or their midwife, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that I want women to feel empowered during this phase of their life because when women feel empowered they're going to bring in conscious babies and when we birth conscious babies and we're feeling empowered in our parenting the whole world will shift the whole world will shift and so this is why I feel so passionate about this and I want to create holy mamas all over the world women that love parenting, that love birth, that love pregnancy, that feel empowered. Like I want that because the women are the heartbeat of the home. We are the heartbeat. The mothers are the heartbeat of the home. And it's essential that we're happy and that we're healthy, that we're thriving, that we feel empowered because that ripples out to everyone that we interact with. Mm, So beautiful. Thank you. 
So the final question we ask all of our guests on the show is similar to what we've been talking about, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I know that Bambi has expanded you in ways you didn't expect. Um, and I'm curious to know what is one way our listeners can create a life that's better than their dreams. We've got two things. Look at any fears that are blocking that and release those and then get really clear on what is the life of their dreams. Like, what does that look like? Get really clear on that. Write it down. Create a vision board. Get really clear on that because so many people say, I want my dream life, but I'm like, okay, well, what does that look like? And they can't answer. So release any fears and then get really clear on what your dream life is and looks like. And then have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I understand why people like push babies though, because I didn't get it before, but now that I've had a little bit of the Kool-Aid, I can understand why you want everyone to have a baby once you do. (laughs) It's if it's right for them. It's, it's magic. Yeah. magic, real life magic, especially when they're coming out. Like that's magic. (laughs) Crazy. Well, I'm so excited for you and grateful that you're doing this work. You didn't, you know, you had so many other things going on. You didn't have to do this. And so I feel like the world is so blessed to have you out there sharing your story and sharing all this beautiful material and bringing together these teachers that we wouldn't otherwise have access to. So everyone needs to sign up for this and learn from you and just absorb all of the beauty because I know it's going to be magical. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful and so excited to see you inside the program, my darling. Yes, I can't wait. Thanks, Melissa. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.